0: Welcome to What Do You Think? I'm Al. I'm C. And today we're reviewing a special film. Well, special for millennials and for young Gen Xers. We're reviewing the reboot of Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Only on Disney+. Rescue Rangers! Ch-ch-chip and Dale! Rescue Rangers! So let me ask you this, C. Were you a fan of Rescue Rangers growing up? Not at all. I'm not surprised. That stuff came out, like, in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, when So when I was young, I happened to catch uh, reruns of the show uh, when we first got to Disney, and that was my first exposure, actually, to the characters of Chip and Dale. You know, they've been mm. around for, for decades at that point. You know, they were, uh, what, they were primarily the antagonists of Donald Duck, if I'm not mistaken? I really don't know. I just know they've... Been, I've always seen... My first introduction was when I
1: went to uh, Disney World and I just saw the, the big, giant, furry
0: costume versions of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, they were the antagonists of, of the Donald So basically, in Donald, original D- Donald Duck uh, Disney shorts that would be in theaters, uh, every once in a while, he would face off against this, uh, this duo of, of, of chipmunks. Uh, named Chip and Dale. Uh, uh, Dale was like the more goofy-looking one. He had he had like gap teeth and a red nose, and and Dale was the more like traditional-looking one. But they both had the type of, of talking. In fact, they um they existed a couple of decades before Alvin the Chipmunks, who are arguably the the more famous uh, chipmunk group. I would say. Oh, you know. without a doubt. Especially with like millennials, like if you say Chipmunks, they'd be like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, because um, Alvin and the Chipmunks had that era
1: of straight to DVD slash always playing on, cart- on Cartoon Network movies that every millennial child watched at least one and a half, one and a half of at some point.
0: mm mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's actually kind of funny. Um, <laughs> uh, I was introduced to Alvin and the Chipmunks through the. Original like Saturday morning cartoon that originally aired in the late eighties and early Mm -hmm. nineties, and basically those two properties, Rescue Rangers and Alvin the Chipmunks, were my introduction to chipmunks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like as a whole, like as a whole, you know. And um, I, I, I honestly preferred Alvin and the Chipmunks just because uh, I don't know. I found the songs catchy, Uh, but I actually. I
1: first heard Alvin, Alvin and the Chipmunks on one of on a song by Michael Jackson. Uh, uh, which one was it? Um, it's on his Thriller album. But there's at one point where you hear the Chipmunks kind of singing in the background. Don't know Wait, why. Wait,
0: really? I did yeah, not um, know that. I did not you know this.
1: Oh, Pretty Young Thing. That's the one. Um, if you listen to Pretty Young Thing, I don't think it's, it's exclusively the Chipmunks, like branded as far as you go. But if you listen to that song, towards the end, you hear that high-pitched, and it's, it's, it is these Chipmunk-like voices. And apparently yeah, Michael know. Jackson Michael Jackson was a fan of Alvin and the Chipmunks.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, we're talking about <laughs> the wrong chipmunk group. Um, so, yeah, Rescue Rangers had its uh, – had its uh, what's the word I want to say? You know, it, it had its charm. Um, it wasn't just uh, Chip and Dale. It was also uh, Gadget, the, the mouse, the girl mouse who was, like, the team mechanic. It was Monterey mm-hmm. Jack, the Australian uh, adventurer who was – who had a really bad cheese problem? Like, mm-hmm. like every time he smelled cheese, he would kind of get stoned, <laughs> like yeah. super stoned. And uh, his pal Zipper, which was this little tiny fly that didn't talk, he was more like the team mascot more than a team uh, member. But um, yeah, but you know, you know, it, it, it came like that. That show came around the same time as Darkwing Duck. Uh, my favorite of that whole Disney. Disney car- uh, Saturday morning cartoon uh DuckTales you had tailspin um yeah you pretty much had those other those four Rescue Rangers tailspin Darkwing Duck DuckTales and you know they now were we all we
1: know they're working on a Darkwing Duck movie. We know that's happening. Which is it? Uh, it's so well we'll get into this a little later but I think the Rescue Rangers movie hinted at that at the very end.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I've heard rumors
1: of this because Darkwing Duck, as you know, had a gigantic fan base. And that's the only case where the fan base grew up and still liked the
0: show somehow. I mean, I I mean, come on. It's it's basically Disney's version of Batman. Um, But in any case, uh, this is an interesting movie that I I really want to review. Uh, But first, let us watch the trailer.
1: Let's do it. Okay.
0: What's the first thing that pops into your head when I say Chip and Dale? I bet it's these guys! But certainly the second would be those rascally cartoon chipmunks, Chip and Dale. What if I did something like I
1: am into not <laughs> good, good, I love it. Great stuff! Woo! Just wanna remind you guys I'll be at FanCon this afternoon. Hey, watch out!
0: I'm keeping myself fit and, you know, my updated modern look. Don't you think you'd have more fans here if Chip did these events with you? I haven't thought about him in a while. I should give him a call. See how life's treating him. Life is the worst. Which is why you need good insurance. A message on my landline. I don't like that you're still mad about Rescue Rangers getting canceled, but I just got a call from the police and I need your help. I searched the perimeter. No clues. Why would there be six missing tunes in a month and not one clue? Oh
1: no! Chip,
0: Gail, you look different. It's no secret I had the CGI surgery. What's been up with you? You know this, that other vague things to fill the space of this conversation? Cool. We can see what we can find out and then pass it along to the officer, but that's all we're gonna do.
1: So you're saying the rescue rangers are back? Yes!
0: <laughs> you, you two come poking around where you don't belong. And I can't have that.
1: Run! I got What are you looking at? Honestly, your weird dead eyes. <laughs> Over here! Go get him! This is awesome! I was always more of an Alvin and the Chipmunks person. You monster! It was like professional! (gasps) Same time! (gasps) Jigs, you owe me a non-brand specific cola. What? That was crazy. <gasps> Somebody <gasps> call Guinness Book. <gasps> this, this is, is incredible. Oh
0: we lost it. Okay then. Well, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, see, what was the very first thing that went through your mind as you saw this trailer for the first time? So when I saw the trailer for the first time, I genuinely
1: thought, oh, they're doing Roger Rabbit, like, but for millennials, like that's genuinely the first thought that popped into my head. And because I saw this trailer a while back, and then it kind of just went away. And then the next thing I heard was this meme spreading like wildfire about ugly Sonic. And I was like, everyone was like, oh my God, ugly Sonic said this, ugly Sonic said this. And I was kind of perplexed and amazed by that. And that's one of the reasons why I was like, decided to give it a chance. And boy, am I glad I did. But my initial impression was they're doing a Roger Rabbit, but in the 21st century.
0: So, um, for those who are living under a rock, uh, last year in 2021, uh, Warner Brothers released the long anticipated sequel to Space Jam Space Jam 2, a new legacy, starring uh, LeBron James, uh, you know. And. Basically, Warner Brothers' intention with that uh, with that uh, project was to basically flaunt all, and I mean all, the IP that Warner Brothers owns,
1: even the ones that were not
0: appropriate. <laughs> yeah, um, for those that uh, never watched the movie, uh, Pennywise is uh, makes an appearance. That's uh, not the worst
1: one, though. Al, the worst one, without a doubt, is the actual rape gang sorry for, from a clockwork orange, the like Yeah. The drugs the, Yeah. The drugs, yeah. Yeah. They're like cheering on the, the basketball team. And you're like, if I were anyone in a meeting, I'm like, guys, like maybe not them, maybe not them. I'm, like, it was
0: already pushing it when you had the, the, like a whole like scene dedicated to the matrix. Like, listen, the matrix is an iconic film. It's everyone. It changed the course of action films. But that's not a film that, like, 10-year-olds should be watching. Not not even Game of Thrones. Like, like (laughs) but beyond that, beyond, like, just the inappropriate Mm -hmm. IP in a children's movie. Because they uh, realized
1: that their most popular IP was not children's friendly, child-friendly.
0: Yeah, and basically, basically the, like like the IP to push in a space jam movie are the Looney Tunes. And they were like second fiddle and (laughs) LeBron James was not as good an actor, especially a comedic actor as people were expecting after his uh, memorable supporting role in, um, Oh, what was that Amy Schumer (laughs) flick called? Oh, um, Oh
1: damn. I know what you're talking about. Um, it was actually pretty good. I liked it. Um,
0: Uh, Oh gosh, I'm blanking on that name.
1: It was. Uh, um, um. She's like an alcoholic. No, she's more. It's like she's just. She's a very she. She. Go, she. It's. She's portrayed as someone who gets around, basically. But it then was, she was It was the movie, movie that basically. Train,
0: no, not Trainwreck. Um. No, Trainwreck. It's Trainwreck. Oh, yeah. Trainwreck. Okay, yeah, Trainwreck. Train wreck. Thank you, Trainwreck. Yeah. Um. Uh, essentially, it just basically put the IP on the screen, and, you know. They, uh, one of the big cardinal sins of of doing just a bunch of IP cameo is that if it doesn't look good, like if you just have a guy dressed as the Joker mm-hmm. pop up on the screen, it, no one likes it, it, it feels more cheap than it is, you know what yeah. I mean? And that was like one of the big problems, also, like just the story is not that good, and uh, Don Cheadle is a terrible villain, um, yeah. but when they pushed. When they pushed the IP, they were pushing... They would basically just have these extras in these outfits and be like, Oh, look, this random random girl is... uh, Is what? Uh, Is like this random girl is Trinity. Or, oh, this skinny guy in an ill-fitting suit is the Joker. And it just didn't work, right? Mm -mm. Uh, They were like, oh, they should put it on the screen and people will point and be like, Oh, I know that. I know that. And it didn't work. The, The movie's not good. And listen... I have a very soft spot for the original Space Jam, but even I'll admit it's not a great movie. Um, It can't compare to uh, what was at the time the gold standard of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And what made Who Who Framed Roger Rabbit such a gem was that it really was a love letter to the golden age of animation back Mm -hmm. in the 30s and 40s. Mm -hmm. And it also, how would you say... uh, when you saw Bugs Bunny on the screen remember who framed Roger Rabbit was a was a Disney project through their Touchstone Pictures so they actually had to ask Warner Brothers to give them the license for um for for all the Looney Tunes right and they had to go to Flesher Studios to get all the Flesher Tunes and they put their money's worth you know when they had when they had um, Bugs Bunny on screen, he was there with Mickey Mouse and mm-hmm. they were having a tete a tete, a back and forth. There's a whole scene where Donald Duck and Daffy Duck are basically having a piano recital face off, and it is hilarious. Oh, it's, well, let me be clear, but, but, and you, you've summed it up beautifully,
1: but like who framed Roger Rabbit in that mesh of live action and animation? It still is the gold standard. It really is. I have yet to see the, the, a film that combines the animation and live-action world as well as Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit did.
0: Exactly. And again, listen, Space Jam is near and dear to my heart, but that film does not come anywhere close to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, a Space Jam and New Legacy comes even less so.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but Chippendale Rescue Rangers... I know we've been talking about all these other... And we don't
1: talk about Looney Tunes back in action.
0: I actually enjoy Looney Tunes back in action. But But you acknowledge the problems that it has. It's trying to be like three different movies. Yes, Um, it is. But anyway, anyway. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So uh, here's... And see, I know you're probably not as tuned in with like the fan discourse that surrounds this project so i'm gonna just kind of give like a very quick like uh introduction to the discourse that's been going around this film yeah. this film was greenlit in 2014 oh wow right it was greenlit right off the tails of kind of so a lot of people you know back in the early 2010s is when we started this whole like reboot resequel. sequel like legacy sequel, this whole phase of kind of rebooting old properties, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you had two different ways of going about it. The most popular and prevalent and obvious uh, path was you would do a gritty reboot, make it more serious, yeah. make it make it serious, make it grounded. The Dark Knight approach. Yeah, exactly. The Dark Knight approach. That that was that was kind of the the most popular path taken. And then you had this much smaller path that less films took, but it was still one that you would see on a fairly regular basis. The, we're going to reboot it, but as a kind of sarcastic comedy. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the most uh, notable of these projects was the 21 Jump Street film uh, duology, right? Uh, So people forget that 21 Jump Street was a very serious teen drama. Yeah. Like that made Johnny Depp a star. Oh yeah. And that Sony had the rights to it, and they basically said to themselves, "Uh, we're gonna give it to Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill basically said, This concept is so stupid, I'm gonna make it into a comedy. And that's where that's kind of the most notable of that, where you had Lord and Miller making a comedy out of a out of an IP that was originally very serious and very very straightforward. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and to its success. I mean, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street are considered some of the best comedies in the 2010s. Oh, yeah. They're um, both hilarious. Right. So Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers was greenlit hot off the tails of 22 Jump Street. Uh, basically, it was greenlit. The idea was, oh, we're going to try to make a, a Roger Rabbit type comedy about Chip and Dale. And you didn't hear anything about the project. It had a couple of writers, but... You didn't hear anything about the project for five years, mm-hmm. and then in 2019, Akiva Schaffer, uh, most known not- most known by everybody as one third of the of the uh, the Lonely Island trio, signed mm-hmm. on to d- write and direct. And then he cast uh, Andy Samberg as uh, Dale, uh, John Mullaney or no Andy Samberg as. Yeah, Dale, yeah. John Mullaney as Chip, and uh, the third Lonely Island member, Yor uh, Taconi, is basically voicing a bunch of characters here and there. Mm-hmm. And you, ac- you can actually pick him out because he uses his normal voice for one character and then like a high pitched voice for something else, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so basically, fans kind of were like nervous because they really love Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And they didn't want a movie about the project or about the IP basically being making fun of the IP, mm-hmm. right? So that was basically the discourse about Chippendale Rescue Rangers about this movie up until the release on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the trailer was well-received, though, from what I understood. Yes, it was. The only complaint fans had was that uh, so even though he looks 2D, Uh, chip is basically a 3d animation with 2d cell shading, which is kind of like,
1: it's what they did in the Simpsons movie,
0: right? Um, no, it's what they, uh, it's what they did with that. Um, you remember that paper airplane short film that Disney made? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, also, uh, the same style they use for, um, for, uh, into the spider verse. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it it looks 2D, but it's made with 3D technology. Exactly. Exactly. And if you look closely when you're watching the movie, you can totally tell that, like, oh, yeah, Chip is a 3D object, but with 2D cell shading because he kind of bulges. I know that sounds really weird, but he kind of does that. Okay. so, yeah. Uh, Now the film gets released. And the first thing everyone says is that, oh, my God. Disney just flexed Warner Brothers so bad Mm -hmm. on the right way to do a, a, an IP all out. Yes. They basically, they basically, Disney was like, Oh, we see your tiny little penis. Uh, Warner (laughs) Brothers. Here's our giant schlong. And Mm -hmm. to add insult to injury, folks, folks, (laughs) it's not just Disney IP. No, 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 it's everything they own. No, no. It's not just everything Disney owns. There's Paramount IP. There's uh, <laughs> there's uh, Universal IP. Mm-hmm. There's IP from Japan anime stuff. Mm-hmm. And insult to injury, there's even Warner Brothers IP. Yep. Disney basically said, "Look at all the money we have. We're going to license." all the things and we're going to show you the right way to do a bunch of callbacks cameos and fan service in a i guess you can say a a a tune ex- roger rabbit movie extravaganza yeah. and see i'm sure you will agree with me chip and dale rescue rangers in that respect just kicked warner brothers ass like how, how can you even watch Space Jam, A New Legacy? No, you can't. You it, can't. Let, so let me be clear. That that was literally...
1: They literally just... They didn't more than just kick kick their ass. They curb stomped them on the damn sidewalk.
0: It was humiliating. It was it, bad. It, it, it really was. It's... <laughs> After I finished watching the movie... I, there, okay, so there are so many cameos there's so many like little jokes on the frame that you're going to have to watch this movie at least three times to catch them all.
1: Yeah. There's um, like TikToks going around about all the different Easter eggs and everyone. And apparently it's been confirmed that not all of them have been discovered. Almost all of them have, but there's still a
0: couple left. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you can't really discover it. And I, I think that cleverness, that, that knowledge on how to create an IP fest Right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, an IP orgy. <laughs> an I that, IP orgy? I, I, I think that can only happen when you have someone like Akiva Schaffer directing. Ow. So, Al. Yes.
1: They had a giant eye penis.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did. Huge. They did. Huge they did. eye penis. Um, so, again, Akiva Schaffer is one third of the Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are calling this an unofficial Lonely Island project. Uh, which is basically true. I think I think for something to be considered a Lonely Island project, uh, Akiva Schaefer, Jorma Taccone, and Andy Sandberg have to also be involved in the writing. Yeah, um, that's, and, or at least and, two of them have to be involved in the writing in some way. Exactly. And Akiva Schaefer is only uh, credited as a director. It still has mm-hmm. the original writers from the 2014 Greenlight. But wow. listen, listen. Akiva Schaefer is a writer first and foremost. I am positive he did a lot of uncredited rewrites. I would not be surprised if Andy Sandberg added his own, uh, his own kind of. Oh, no, you can. T- first off, you can tell
1: it. they there was. I don't want to say improv, but they adjusted things when recording yeah. the voice acting. There's no way yeah, they kept yeah.
0: it. Yeah, I hesitate to call this a, a a Lonely Island project, even though all three are involved in some way. Um, mm-hmm. But it's damn close. It's damn close. Yeah. And, and Lonely and Island just, has a
1: stronger connection to this than they do the Lego movie. And a lot of people connect the Lego movie with them too.
0: Which, which is funny because they, they don't really act in that. They just sung a song in the Lego movie. Yes. Um, yes. But it, all, all things considered, uh, <sighs> the jokes are clever. They're really funny. They're, they're incredibly funny. Uh, Seth Rogen is in this picture. And there is such a clever Seth Rogen joke in this movie that yeah. I was dying laughing. The the trailer alludes to it, but then there's
1: more that happens that
0: just and, has and you again, in stitches. And again, it's Disney flexing.
1: No, yeah. Because they had all the IPs that Disney did not own, not all of them, and they had them all right there.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it was so, in one shot too which is amazing oh, yeah it really was um, so like I stated earlier Space Gem A New Legacy the cardinal sin of that was that they would show off all this IP but they would basically just have stand-ins dressed up as characters from these famous movies mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, Car- uh, Carrie Ann Moss was not in space Jam: a new legacy even though trinity was <laughs> uh henry cavill was not in space Jam: a new legacy even though superman is yeah um for for goodness sake uh they have <laughs> like i like i said before they have pennywise in a very prominent shot but that's not um alexander skarsgård's little brother in the outfit mm-hmm. that's like some random dude yeah. um chippendale rescue rangers to its credit Uh, When they bring up a lot of iconic IP, uh, they go as far as they can Mm -hmm. to get, like, the quote-unquote official performers, voice actors, actors in those roles.
1: And if they don't get that, they get
0: permission to use a pre-recorded sound. Exactly. Um, There are noticeable exceptions. Um, So, and this isn't much of a spoiler, but... Uh, for those who are wondering, uh, yes, the original VA, uh, VAs for Chiff and Dale do kind of make a quote-unquote cameo with the original Chipmunk voices. Mm-hmm. You hear it like in two separate scenes. And uh, the other Rescue Rangers, which we'll get into them in a little bit, uh, only one of them is voiced by their original voice actor. The other two are voiced by non-voice actors. In fact, like Monterey Jack is voiced by Eric Bana, which is hilarious. Hmm. You know? Oh,
1: that's I look I was just looking at it on IMDb. You're right. I was like, yeah,
0: that's and he he did a great job. Yeah, he really because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Monterey Jack was played by Jim Cummings in mm-hmm. in the original TV show. But Eric Bana does a great job He because people people forget he's from uh, Australia and he so just works. hands up the Australian accent tenfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other... Like, for instance, uh, uh, C alluded to Sonic. Uh, that Sonic the Hedgehog is actually played by a different actor instead of Ben Schwartz. But there's a that reason for that. That would have been such a power move if, Be- if they got Ben Schwartz to do well, it. Well, here's the funny thing. They acknowledge in universe that it's a separate... It's a, it's quote-unquote a separate tune, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what makes it even funnier is that they got an actor... <laughs> Who looks a lot like ugly Sonic. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Jesus, um, I- I'm not gonna say who because when you listen to his voice, you're like, Oh, I know who that is. He's he- he's a pretty up and not up and coming, but he's he's like he's a comedian, to- he- he's a comedian who's getting a lot of notice right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And seriously, compare him, you're like, Oh my god, he does look like ugly Sonic. Jesus, uh, oh, if you want to, if you want to hint. He has a show on Netflix, and that's mm. the only hint I'll give. Um, but no, for for other, for instance, uh, there's a scene where we see Baloo. Now, here's the funny thing. We see Baloo in his 2016 Jungle Book CGI form, mm-hmm. but he's voiced by the actor who voices him in the uh, Disney World, uh, Disneyland theme parks, where you get a you were, where there are some attractions where Baloo speaks, they got that VA to voice him there. They didn't get, yeah, they didn't get Bill Murray. No, I knew they didn't
1: get Bill Murray, but I was like, I didn't realize they got that in that specific with it. That's pretty
0: cool. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes this movie on that level. So great was that they always tried to find a way to get as official to the, to the original performer as they could. Right. Mm. That's just one example. Um, uh, for instance, uh, there's some old 80s Saturday morning cartoons in this in this uh, movie that are voiced by the original VAs, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's stuff like that. It's the care put into that that makes me appreciate this movie so much. Um, you know, there <laughs> you did like especially because I was listen. I'm not gonna lie. I was really hyped for Space Jam: and New Legacy, and I was so let down. I remembered
1: you. You came home
0: actually mad i remember yeah and then to and then to get like this where again i wasn't a big fan of chip and dale rescue rangers but to get this and to see that the writer the directors the actors the producers they put such care into into honoring all this ip that they're putting on the screen Mm. it was it was very appreciated um, I I don't know how you felt in that regard. See, uh, in regard to all the IP, did you feel like it was too much, too little, just enough?
1: No, it was the IP was perfect. So here's the thing: everything related to all to ninety percent of the jokes landed perfectly. Okay, all including all the IP was absolutely incredible because it truly inhabited this world. Though this, though I will admit, there is I think. At times, the, well, we'll get into that part later. But as far as the inclusion of all the IP, brilliant. And I actually loved the setting, and more specifically, the excuse they gave to include all the IP, which, if, I don't think this is too bad of of a spoiler, but throughout the movie, there's like a fan convention with all these different IPs. That is literally the perfect way to rope a ton of them in. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And I and love that, they, that, that that's how they did that. There are other ways they rope them in, too. And they they make
0: amazing jokes around that as well. All right. So uh, kind of moving on past because I think, listen, this movie exists for one and one reason only is to show for off, the fans. Yeah. To show off like all the IP that Disney has and can get their hands on. Yeah. Which right? is everything. Which is everything. Right. They mm-hmm. have all that money. Um, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the more expensive movies per minute or per frame, because those licenses don't come cheap, especially when you're, when you're selling them to a competitor, like a direct competitor, that stuff does not come cheap. You
1: can tell, I, I, I can't prove this, but you can tell the ones where the IP is only in there for like a little bit. They really, they really like had to penny pinch a little yeah. bit because there and are some that are in there for a second film's
0: not long it's only 97 minutes long yeah right? which, which is, is the
1: perfect length
0: yeah it's a it's a kid's film it's a perfect length for a kid's film now mm-hmm. um moving past that uh i think the the main thing we should talk about is the story mm-hmm. now see i don't know about you but to me to me the weakest part of this film is the actual story so like Roger Rabbit before it, this takes on a sort of Hollywood noir uh, plot, right? Mm-hmm. That there's, there's in the seedy underbelly of Hollywood, uh, the, a car- the our protagonist's close friend is in trouble and they have to help. Right. Mm -hmm. And as they're trying to figure out what happens, they run into the cops. They run into the gangsters. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get closer to the truth and run into a conspiracy. Stop me if you haven't heard this before. (laughs) It's 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 Chinatown, baby. It's Chinatown. Yeah, it's Chinatown. It's Chinatown. It's Roger Rabbit. And to be honest, it's it's pretty weak. Um, It doesn't do anything new. With that type of story. And, and and it's actually funny. The A character acknowledges in the film that like, oh, I can't believe this story went this way. It's so predictable. It's so cliche. Mm-hmm. And you were going to say something?
1: All I was going to say... Well, g- finish what you were going to say. And then I'll get into what I'm going to say. And,
0: and here's the thing. When... When a character says that, it always feels like the movie's trying to be like, "See, listen, I know this is cliche. So isn't <laughs> it good that I'm acknowledging it?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's not." Um. So yeah, no. If if you've seen Chinatown, if you've seen uh, uh, the original Roger Rabbit, you immediately know what twists and turns this this plot's going to take. And something else that I feel like should be noted the mystery gets solved like in the first 20 minutes. That honestly. is
1: true. And then they throw in and, and the weakest thing about this movie story wise is they throw in the weirdest red herring and then don't answer why they threw it in.
0: Yeah. It's, it,
1: I it's can't say the, what it is because it would spoil a certain thing, but yeah, there's a so, really weird red,
0: red herring. So I can tell you this, the villain is played by Will Arnett and when He does a great job when they revealed first when when the scene happened, I thought, oh, well, will Arnett's character is not the villain? Because they revealed it like in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And the movie just keeps going on, basically working under the assumption that it stops being like what happened to our friend? Uh what's going on? Where why are all these cartoons disappearing? It's literally it's how like, do we stop them? It's how do we stop him? Or first We need to follow them. And then how do we stop them? And oh, we stopped them. And yeah, no, it's... (laughs) Once we know who the villain is and once we know what their... Because they literally give their motivation in that 20-minute span. Oh, yeah. The film... The film loses every sort of tension that comes with that genre. And I... I'm trying to find the right words. Uh, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of fun jokes in them. But, you know, you just... Uh, you're just kind of like, well, well, this plot is kind of useless. Do you, do you get what I'm saying, See, Am I making sense? You're making
1: sense, although I would actually... God, am I becoming the optimist in this podcast?
0: But um, No, no, because listen... I still really enjoyed this film. I just mm-hmm. acknowledge that the story is by far the weakest part of this film.
1: No, sure. It is definitely the weakest part. I agree with you. Uh, if, if I may, though, what I would say is that I liked the ideas they had as far as the story goes. It was actually a really interesting concept that they used. The way they revealed them and the way they got through said interesting ideas was bad. That's my thing, is that I actually like what the villain was doing, I like who they chose for the villain, and I like, like, what, what what was happening to their friend. I just didn't like the way they solved the problem, or the way they, not even solved the problem, the way the adventure played out. But I liked the, it's it was so conflicted, because it's like, oh, that's kind of an interesting idea, but, like, it is as you said it's almost like falling into place a little too conveniently and predictably yeah, yeah. but i loved the concepts they used cuz that's such a uh, the uh the i the big the big danger that they're using makes a lot of sense and is actually really really funny i think
0: yeah i yeah no again the, while the film is quite funny and quite clever with its jokes in regards to uh the history of cartoons. <sighs> yeah, no, that plot. I, I, I just feel like that could have be written such on a, so much stronger. You know what I mean? Like, and
1: I think for me, it's, I liked the ideas. I just didn't like how they went about said ideas. It's kind of like when you watch a movie and you're like, you see the vision, you see what they're doing and you can even appreciate it. You just don't like how they went about it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, again, we can't really go into a lot of specifics about why... Well, at least why I think the story is very weak, but...
1: Or why I think know. the story is definitely the weakest part, but had had some interesting roots going on. We can't go into
0: yeah. super specifics. Yeah. Because, believe it or not, I really do want people to watch this movie. No, absolutely. Um, you should. It, it, especially if you were a fan of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Anchors Away. If you're a fan of the live-action uh, animation hybrid movies... Because if you... This is the best you're going to get. <laughs> this is the best you're going to. This is the best we've had in a decade, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, going on to the performances, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney work as Dale and Chip. They do, respectively. They, they work. Okay. Um, that was kind of my big question going into it was, well, they're just so iconic with their squeaky fast voices like, is that characterization going to translate into them now sounding normal? And it does. You know, it, I think it also helps that there's that added layer of that. Oh, these are the quote unquote real Chip and Dale, not the well, performances it, it worked they give.
1: Because, it worked because John Mulaney and Andy Samberg had really, really good chemistry.
0: That's what makes it work. Right. And what they did is that. So, again, uh, the Chip and Dale we see we've seen the original uh, uh, Rescue Rangers cartoon Uh, both in universe and in our universe. uh, That's, that's a heightened version of themselves. So Mm -hmm. what all they have to do is kind of like, like Dale, isn't the, the happy go lucky idiot that he is in the, in the TV show. In fact, he, in fact, there's a, there's a point where he kind of talks about how he resented that that was all he was on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, This guy, again, he's happy go lucky, but he's, you know, aware and he's, he's much more practical. And Chip, where Chip was like kind of like in the TV show, he's this leader who's a little arrogant. In this, he has some humility and he's more, you know, level headed and reasonable, not always wanting to jump into adventure. So mm. I think that really helps where they're not playing the Chip and Dale of the cartoon. They're playing the actors that would have played in that show. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it works. It, it really does work. You know, you. You totally believe that. Oh, these these were performers who took on a show, and the characters were close, were somewhat close to their personalities, and and it works. Um, now, like I said before, uh, Eric Bana plays Monty, and he does a good job. And honestly, outside of Monty, Gadget and Zipper really don't play a part in this picture, which is an interesting decision to go with. Um, I think it would have oversaturated the movie with too many characters we're supposed
1: to like be into like not to be into, but to to put our heart and uh,
0: caring in. Yeah, I think I think it was actually a justified choice. Um, I have I have my own theories as to why Gadget isn't in this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Folks, if you were if you were a millennial growing up in the early two thousands, you knew that <laughs> gadget was a bit of a icon for the furry community. And if you know anything about furries, you're like, I don't wanna have anything to do with those people as much as possible. So you and think
1: they intentionally reduced the part so that they it couldn't be
0: as um as exploited? That's 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 kind of my theory because again, I mean <laughs> First of all, I'm not a furry. Make no mistake. I am not a furry. Right, right. I am not a furry. Uh-huh. I would rather call myself communist than a furry. But um, they... Uh, You've got red fur all <laughs> over you. <laughs> but Gadget is definitely an icon of that community, of that fandom. And I would not be surprised if Disney was like, listen... We already kind of shot ourselves in the foot with Zootopia. No,
1: they that's actually there's I love I love the Zootopia jokes. How like the reasons why Zootopia came out at the absolutely wrong time. It's influenced too many teenagers
0: and we've ruined everything. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that's kind of my theory of why Gadget's not really in this movie a lot. I mean, she's in there. But mm-hmm. not, she is definitely not a... You wouldn't even call her a supporting cast I actually cast member. also
1: have to admit, I love what they did with Zipper's The Bug. Yes. I love what they did with Zipper. I really liked
0: it. That was really you know, funny. You know, that that's the only thing that people had a big problem with. But again, it'd be going into spoilers. But let's just say what they do with Zipper, you either find it really funny. Or if you're going to be like some people on the internet, you're going to be raving mad about it for like days. Oh, they can just suck a thumb. (laughs) Now, um, the actual supporting cast, uh, we have uh, Will Arnett as the villain. And again, we can't really talk too much about him. Suffice to say, he does a good job. Mm -hmm. He does a good job with the role. And he actually has a really funny line where he meets someone from his past. And he basically says, (laughs) we're all going to die someday. And it's really fucking
1: funny. No, no, it was he goes, "Yeah, I know death is coming for all of us."
0: <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's it's freaking hilarious. No, it's it's very messed funny. up, but it's hilarious. It's um It's very funny. What was the uh, rating of this movie? Uh this is a PG.
1: Okay, okay. It this movie, for the record, this movie
0: at times pushes the PG line, which I think was intentional. I mean, it when you have The Lonely Island, they always push the boundaries of what they can get away with. Like yeah. If you watch their stuff on SNL, which remember that stuff was normally PG thirteen, yeah, they go and they,
1: they go <laughs> they go almost R sometimes.
0: Yeah, and obviously with PG, they're gonna kind, they're really gonna push the boundary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have J.K. Simmons as uh, Claymation yeah. uh, character detective. I loved his character. Putty, I loved it so or much. Or Captain Putty. Captain uh, Putty.
1: His character was so so funny, and actually, we all know J.K. Simmons, and if, if you don't look it up jk simmons is not only a talented actor he is an incredibly talented voice actor and you just are reminded of that fact in this
0: yes uh so captain putty as i stated before is a claymation animation and he's basically an homage to gumby which with all the money disney has i'm not surprised they didn't just make him gumby
1: no no but- there's a thing behind that gumby is um uh, a friend of mine's told tell- told me this famously the owner of Gumby is like very restrictive with it. Like won't do anything with it. Like oh, holds it, it, it under lock and gate. Okay. So that's why, that's why they, they, if they, I promise you, Disney tried to get Gumby and they could not.
0: Well, I promise. L- let me just add without spoiling. There's a scene with captain putty where they go as far as they can with what you can do with claymation. Mm-hmm. And it's impressive. It's mm-hmm. actually one of the most technically impressive scenes in the film. Quite frankly, oh no, it, uh,
1: it's it's that you're right. It is the most technically impressive scene in the film. Absolutely,
0: yeah, it's 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 really well done. And uh, J.K. Simmons, you can tell he's having f- a lot of fun with the role. Mm-hmm. Um, we then we have uh, Seth Rogen as. He he's essential. He's essentially Beowulf from the Robert Zemeckis movie. Oh my god. Uh, it's so fact, funny. And and he you can tell he's having fun with it. You can tell he had opinions about that like mocap animation style that Robert Zemeckis was pushing for, hard for years. He pushed you know? it 3 times. <laughs> Ex- and exactly. No one would take the bait. Exactly. And he's really 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 funny with what he does, you know, uh, and credit to the animators for that character that they made sure those eyes never locked on with anyone. They (laughs) They, are as dead as dead could be.
1: They are dead eyes and they always look away from where they're supposed to be.
0: Yeah. And finally, and Kiki Lane as detective Ellie, uh, one of the few, one of the few leading humans
1: in the movie.
0: Uh, yeah, she, she would probably be the lead human in this. Yeah. Uh, so see, you saw her in if Beale Street could talk the movie that kind of made her kind of brought her into attention of Hollywood, correct
1: mm-hmm. yes uh,
0: she'm I'm, I'm, you said she's she's like really really good in that she so uh, for the record uh if when did if Bill Street could
1: talk come out that was... Uh, 2018
0: I want to say yes, 2018. Uh...
1: It was 2018. Yeah, 2018. So, If Beale Street Could Talk was my favorite movie of 2018. It really, I loved it. And yes, I th- I thought she was absolutely fantastic in that movie. Um, I was actually and, kind of surprised she didn't get nominated for an Oscar for it, genuinely.
0: And uh, she plays uh, the oldest daughter in the sequel to Coming to America. Correct. And yes, she is. She's quite funny in that movie. Like there are some scenes with her that I I was ca- kind of having my like not able to breathe moments of laughter. She was very, very funny with that. She's also and, in The Old Guard as well. Uh, that I did not get a chance to see, even though oh, I know it's, it's on fun. Netflix. Now, I'm saying all this to say that I do believe Lane is a good actress and she's good at comedy. Mm-hmm. She and the character of Ellie is horrible. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, so
1: it's it's definitely a, a not well written character. I admit. um so, you can, and that's you can not tell not her she fault, had,
0: but it is what it is. You can tell she had trouble because all her scenes are basically with were probably with just like these these tennis balls on a stick, and which you no
1: can, actor. But for the, I think we all have confirmed most actors don't like doing that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it just does not work. And listen, again, I do believe Kiki Lane is a good actress and she's going to have a big and bright future ahead of her. There's a Marvel role with her name on it somewhere. Absolutely. But this character of Ellie was just not a good character. Basically, she's there to be uh, the cop that teams up with Chip and Dale and is a fan of theirs. Mm -hmm. That's it. She Mm -hmm. has no real purpose she has like one notable scene and that's not really her scene. That's someone else's scene. Mm-hmm. Uh She, yeah, no, it's just like, like she is not, uh, um, Oh, she is not Bob Hoskins in in who framed Roger Rabbit. No, no. First she, off, she's not even Michael Jordan in space jam or Brendan oh, Fraser hold on, hold on, hold on. in, in Looney Tunes back in action.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not be, First off, no one's gonna be Bob Hoskins, Hoskins, Hodgkin, Hoskins, in uh, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's not gonna happen. I would say though, she genuinely was as good as Michael Jordan from uh, from Space Jam. Why? Because she's an actual actress who was just given a badly written role, and Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player alive. <laughs> so let's let's not say a professional actress okay, okay. was worse than a than a the greatest basketball player acting. Okay. okay Michael okay, Jordan okay. wasn't even. Hold on. Michael Jordan wasn't even the best <laughs> uh, basketball. Performance from a basketball player we've seen in a movie. That, for the record, folks, is in Uncut Gems, by the way.
0: Kevin Garnett.
1: Kevin Garnett playing himself in Uncut Gems is the best basketball perform playing a basketball player you'll ever see.
0: Period. Oh, but uh remember see, we saw that Spike Lee movie with Denzel Washington where he's trying to get his son to go to a specific college to play basketball. I'm aware he got game. He got game. That that's that was Ray Allen, who is a Hall of Famer basketball player. I understand and-
1: that Ray Allen's performance is. I love that movie, Al. Al, I love that movie, but Ray Allen's performance is the weakest performance, I would say.
0: Ooh, okay. Funny thing, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett were teammates on that championship Celtics team.
1: I buy that, and that's and again, Kevin Garnett played himself better. Anyways, <laughs> okay, no, okay. we're completely I'll- abandoning the movie yeah, yeah. that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry. But okay, okay,
0: okay. So. Okay, Kiki Lane, great actress, terrible role. And listen, when you have to talk to tennis balls, I don't blame you if your your performance is not that good. Um, uh, lastly, the animation, I guess, which we've been touching on here and there for a bit. Uh, listen, am I bummed that they did the 3D animation with 2D cell shading? Yeah, you know, th- there's just something about traditional 2D animation that will always no, look better. We'll always look better as 2D, you know. Um, but hey, this is still there's still some really good animation in this. Um, you know, Dale as Dale as a CGI cartoon chipmunk is, you know, impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that the only downside on a technical level is that there were some times where the live action cinematography did not match the lighting of the actual animated characters. Yes. Uh, Yes.
1: There's a, there's
0: a scene in a warehouse where that's really clear. And, you know, I don't blame them because this film, you know, you know, actually see, this is quite an interesting bit of trivia. They Mm -hmm. shot this smack dab in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. Really, and they were able to get away with it for the most part because there was very little live action acting. Yeah, that's um, true. they just they were just shooting a bunch of second unit miniature stuff and second unit stuff around Hollywood. So did so they, they just
1: wait to shoot the uh, scene at the
0: con- scenes at the convention center too yeah. much later? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and all, basically, all the animation was done work from home. Mm. Uh, So that's why, you know, sometimes they don't have like the top of the line computers in their homes as -hmm. they might in the studio. Mm -hmm. So I, that's why I think you, the shading isn't as accurate as it could be. Um, Sure. But again, there's a scene with claymation here that I think is the most is, is the most technically proficient in the entire film. It's quite well done. And it actually kind of made me want to see some claymation films or at least the old Gumby episodes. Um, you know, uh, something, I know it's not kind of related to animation. This is kind of going back to the IP stuff. Uh, I don't know if you noted that, noticed this, see. They really didn't show a lot of IP that would be like from boomer generation. It really was stuff from like the late 80s to like the early 2000s. So stuff millennials definitely would have seen in their childhoods.
1: No, it definitely was more in that realm. You're right. I think I saw maybe one or two Boomer things, but that was about it. And it was like either the most famous or the most obscure.
0: Yeah. Like there's an obscure character here that was from an obscure, like superhero TV show that came out in 1999 that only had 13 episodes. Mm. And when it popped up, I was like, whoa, that's, that's deep lore. And it made me realize that, you know, I think it was very intentional that, uh, Akiva Schaefer and the writers only wanted to get things from that were really famous when we were kids, um, so that we can, we would know, we would be able to notice the, the fan service that much more. Um, and I, I appreciate that because, you know, yes, the golden age of animation, you know, Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny. Icons. icons, Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's just something funny that you get like a Steven Universe shout out in a movie. Even though I'm not a fan of Steven Universe, but just to see that, to see Adventure Time, to see the anime I grew up with, you know. Uh, And then, like you said, like the the Disney Saturday morning stuff, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck. uh, I also like that this
1: movie acknowledges that kids watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> and I like yes. they acknowledged that. Yeah. Because that that they've actually someone somehow someone figured out that like the ratings the sh- that Rick and Morty are getting that it's in the, that adult swim could no longer ignore the fact that kids were watching it. It exactly, was impossible.
0: Yeah. yeah. There again, there are so many shout outs here that again, I love the golden age of animation. The 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 stuff boomers grew up with they're iconic and they're gonna last forever, mm-hmm. but I really like that this movie acknowledges that hey, there's this other stuff that these other generations grew up with that are just as iconic, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciated that. I I really really did. So, uh, and wow, including we did- the really out,
1: out there stuff is important because it acknowledges the hard work that was put into those out there
0: things exactly yeah no yeah i couldn't say it better myself see um we've actually been talking about uh chip and dale longer than i think we've talked about our quote-unquote serious reviews well <laughs> folks in case you can't tell at home if the review is really really
1: fast it means we didn't really like the movie
0: <laughs> oh god am i see, wrong Al? Are, am i wrong you are not wrong Firestarter,
1: so <laughs> everyone dear lord <laughs> under uh, 30 minutes flat bam like wow okay. no shit's given okay. like listen folks you want to see like just look at the shortest reviews it's like is uh, isn't there one review where you're like god what else do we talk about like you literally yeah. said that in a review and it's like exactly what do you yeah, mean I what else do we talk about Let's
0: i did i do did. it.
1: <laughs> we're at minute 35 we have at Ugh. least what the f- what do you else do you want like (laughs) but then there's some for the record where we look at how long we've been recording this and we're like oh fuck like it's so long
0: exactly hey and i'm the one who has to edit this
1: sorry uh uh multiverse (laughs) of madness anybody by the way i officially apologize
0: see yeah see see you're right wandavision let's go with that (laughs) um but in any case see uh you know let's let's uh let's wrap this up uh what's what's your uh what's your review on this on this uh disney plus (laughs) of this disney plus production
1: okay so i give it a fun movie that's almost flush but it isn't it's a fun movie and um, for the record, it is not possible to see this movie in theaters, but I actually would have really liked to see it in theaters in the same way that we, that I was happy that we saw the second Sonic movie in theaters. I would have loved to see this in theaters. Yeah,
0: no, I, I, I'm thinking the exact same thing. Um, I I also can't give this a flush. I feel like, like, if you guys haven't noticed, I am a big stickler about telling a good story, like mm-hmm. a compelling story. When you don't tell me a good story or you're just kind of go like through the through the ro- rhythm of a basic story, it, it does kind of bother me because there's there's so many creative ways we can go along with the story. That being said, I do wish I could have seen this in theaters because I feel like with a bigger screen, I would have been able to catch all the references, mm-hmm. all the shout outs, all the fan service. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you watch it, even on like a 50 a inch HDTV, you're like, wow, there's just so many things. Like I just yeah. I just need to pause and look. Um, so yeah, for me, this is, uh, mm, this is a, this is a great kids movie.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It's a, it's, great, it's a great kids,
0: kids movie. movie. Um, it's short, 90, 97 minutes long, mm-hmm. uh, uh there are so many shout outs so many references that y'all you, if you
1: ever have to babysit some annoying neighbor's kids put this on yeah it. yeah this would actually be perfect for them because all ages can enjoy it
0: exactly um while you're burning the mac and cheese in the kitchen for the kids play this yeah they won't notice and and, and the best part is uh, you'll see you'll see some characters and you'll laugh you'll know what they're talking about. You'll love the directions they go with certain characters. In this case, Ugly Sonic, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, again, it 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 has a little bit of that parody of of Hollywood lifestyle in there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but it's it never does anything that's like too intense or too age inappropriate. You know, I think the the worse it gets is that. They kind of lean into Mondy's cheese obsession being more of a drug addiction. They but, do,
1: but plenty of movie kids <laughs> movies have have hinted at that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's nothing where you're like, "Oh, that's a little inappropriate." It, it 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 doesn't cross the line, but it does get a little close. No, it. Um,
1: there, there's a moment when he there he Uh, one of them is talking to Monty in his apartment. It's like, you need help.
0: And I'm like, oh, are they going to go that far? And then they step off the edge and you're like, oh, okay. It's not. Yeah. Again, 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 this, this is kind of like the first and second Shrek where some of the, some of the humor got a little bit too adult, but Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, okay. It didn't go that far. You know? Yeah. You know? There's nothing in here where you need to cover your kids' eyes or ears. Or so, you're yeah, gonna have,
1: your kid will not be asking, "What did they mean when they said you'll not have that in the?" Yeah, you, you're
0: not going to have that. Although they may have some questions about anatomy. About certain species. It's a, it's a cartoon. They're not gonna care. But yeah, just go like cartoons. They're cartoons. They're cartoons. Don't don't that's that's not cart it's cartoons. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Um, all right, yeah, no, uh Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh it's a great kids' movie and it's a fun movie from us. So S- see it in theaters because you can't. <laughs> so alright, uh all right, that that's a wrap, everybody. Take care. I'm C. I'm Al. Good night, everybody.